Hello, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Katim Speaks. Today, we're going to be talking about the power of the tongue. And to jump right in, we're going to start it in Psalms, chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Now, we know the Bible gives us a lot of great information about the power and use of our tongue, but it, it, it's always interesting to me how something so small can get us into so much trouble. I mean, how many times have you said something and it just came out too fast? You, you spoke too fast, right? And you know, words are like toothpaste. Once they're out, it's a mess trying to get it back into, we can apologize, we can say we're sorry, but the words are out and, and that person receiving it can still suffer from hurts from that. You know, people say, oh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt you, hurt me. I don't believe that. I believe words are very powerful and we should be mindful in how we use them. Uh, we're going to take a look at James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. Verse 1, not many of you should become teachers my fellow believers. Now he's talking about those that are in the teachers in the church, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. So here it's basically saying, if we're leader in church, we're a teacher in church, we should be mindful that we're going to be judged harder than those who are not teachers. And here it is, to whom much is given, much shall also be required. It is what it is. So if you believe that's what you want to do, make sure that that's what you're supposed to be doing, whether it's teaching or leading in some type of capacity in the church, because teaching is a serious responsibility and something that we don't want to take lightly. Now, verse two was saying we all stumble in many ways and anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. And what that's essentially saying is if you're able to control your words in the way of being responsible, you're able to do a lot of controlling of your body, your, that self-control, because your tongue again, is can lead us into a path of life or to a path of death. Not to say that we're not going to stumble. I do want to qualify it. We make mistakes every day and we're human, but we want to model right living. So whatever we're teaching about, our lifestyle should be consistent with that. We should also avoid stumbling in word by abstaining from gossip because here it is. If you are a leader in church and people hear you giving information that is not information, it's gossip, that sends a silent signal potentially of not being able to be trusted. Person that's always talking and, and running everyone's business out in the street. No one wants to confide in an individual like that. And if you're in the church, people come to the church in order to, to get closer to God and 
learn more about God? How can they learn how to change maybe bad patterns in their life if they don't feel trust, if they don't feel that you're a trustworthy person to confide in? Because a lot of people are dealing with serious issues, sensitive matters that cannot risk being exposed to people who are not responsible. So again, gossiping, lying, angry words, harsh words, speaking anything that would not honor God. These are things we want to stay away from. And I know sometimes there's temptation, you know, somebody will be like, did you hear about so-and-so? And the temptation was to say, no, I didn't know. What happened? Well, right there is an opportunity to make a decision on how can I turn this around so that we're not having a tea session, getting, getting the latest tea about whoever or whatever. Very, very important. So verse three says, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. Verse six, the tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Verse 12, my brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. So we're see, we see here that even though the tongue is small, it has great potential for either speaking life or speaking death, bringing cheer or bringing fear. So we are wise to be mindful in what we say. And this, is, this includes words that we're saying about ourselves too. You know, sometimes we have these negative thoughts that I, I call them arrows. You know, sometimes I believe the devil sends to, to make us feel insignificant. Oh, you're this, you're stupid, you're, you're this, you're, you're not smart enough, you, you can't do that. You're, you don't know how to do that. You'll never do this and that. These are arrows. And so when we get negative thoughts, we are to bring them down. And sometimes I speak the opposite of it. Using your power in your tongue to speak positive things. Speak things that are, that are just and pure. Think, speak the word over your mind. And speak positive things as opposed to negative things. The Bible in Romans chapter 4, 17 says, Call things that be not as though they were and they are already that way. In other words, 
if you see something that you want to change, maybe you want to be more organized. You don't want to keep calling yourself messy and calling yourself negative things. Or maybe you have someone that you, maybe a child. We don't, we don't, if you want them to be more organized, calling them messy and unorganized all the time is not going to get you there. So a person that wants to be organized, they begin to speak positive things. God is helping me become more organized. God is helping me to become better at X, Y, and Z, as opposed to receiving negative thinking from the enemy and then deciding I'm going to speak negative things. It's, it comes down to acknowledging what's happening. You may think to yourself, I'm having a, a negative moment here. And then from there, making a choice to speak the opposite, speak something in the scripture that gives you the, the, the antidote to what it is that you are going through. So if it's about being orderly or having a spirit of excellence or not being jealous, not being envious, not being so angry, there are scriptures for everything that ails us. And it is to our benefit to sometimes going in the back of the Bible or sometimes it's in the front to look at different things that people go through, jealousy, envy, um, what have you. There's so many things, but they're listed in there. So in closing, Proverbs 16, 24 calls us to have gracious words and gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. So we can choose to use our tongue for good to encourage, or we can use that same tongue to create division and hardship. Let us ask God to help us to use our tongue for God. Psalms 150 says, let everything that have breath Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Content Speaks, and we hope to see you in another episode. Thank you.